Hey, BYU basketball survived San Diego and do something they've never done in the West Coast Conference. What? Dual threat analyst and national champion quarterback Blaine Fowler joins us to discuss BYU hoops and his advice for the BYU quarterback. Plus, the all-time leading scorer in the WCC women's side of basketball, Lexi Rydalch in studio now as a conference champion. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, February 19th. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with part-time wildlife tracker, Jerem Jordan. Normally I have somewhere to go with what you present me. I, have n- I, don't, even know. I don't even know where to go with that one. What's a, what? What? Part-time wildlife tracker. You and Ty Detmer, bro. Oh, I get it now. Yesterday, Ben could... <laughs> we should talk about stuff sometimes. <laughs> Normally, I don't want to know what you tell me. I could, just, I could just look and say... Anyways, yesterday, Ben Coon, BYU's wide receiver coach, tweeted the following. LOL'd when Ty D seemed disappointed that he was the only one who noticed deer tracks in the flower garden on the walk to the IPF this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Only Ty Detmer. Now, now, that was before his interview with us. Bit. Let's explain that a little bit. Okay. We have to translate that? Ben Cahoon and Ty Detmer, new coaches on the football staff, on their way to the indoor practice facility. Wait, Ty Detmer. This seems self-explanatory. Notices deer tracks and is upset when nobody else is excited about it. I was, I was told uh, by a source close to me that uh, Ty was like a keynote speaker at a, like a hunting and a camping expedition in Salt Lake or something recently. He owns a hunting rat ranch in Texas. A, a hunting rat ranch. It goes and finds the. So this was up in Salt Lake, and he's. We didn't have time to address it with him yesterday, but no one's surprised by anything that Ty Detmer can do, let alone with hunting. Was he a better quarterback or hunter? Question. That's our Twitter question today. Was Ty Detmer? Stop De- it. No, it's not. You're right. Stop it. That would be a Twitter question on May 18th. The dude was a Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> but I'm he's sure a Heisman he's a fa- I'm sure he's a fantastic a hunter as well, but he's a Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> the guy called Cowboy Boots Snow Boots. That's just the beginning of questioning Ty Detmer's decisions. You, for should, the fan. Download, <laughs> I'm just kidding. you should download that interview with Ty Detmer, by the way, if you missed it yesterday. Oh, really right inside into stuff. Taysom Hill, Tanner Mang, the whole situation. Great. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines on a Friday. Men's basketball beats San Diego 69-67, led by <sighs> Kyle Collinsworth. His 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists in a weird scheduling move. Because it worked out that way. BYU hosting San Diego tomorrow in Provo, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The women's team won the outright West Coast Conference Woo! Championship yesterday, yeah. 68-60. Led by Lexi right off the 33 points. She'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Kalani Prasad, 13 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists. I, I went to the game last night just as a fan. Fantastic crowd. Senior night. Great win. Lexi was awesome. The team was awesome. It was cool to see them win the championship. Nice Biggest crowd of the season by far for a women's home game. They showed up. <laughs> Great story. A, a couple from Rexburg, super nice, came up and introduced themselves to, to me before the game and said they, had, they watched the show every day and they 
they felt like they needed to be in Provo to support the women's basketball hey, team. They heard the plea from Coach Judkins, baby. made the drive from Rexburg, and witnessed the first ever regular season conference championship. They didn't feel like going to the D1 Intramural Championship game that night, uh, so they decided to come see the uh, BYU women's basketball game. Awesome. Well done. That's awesome. And thanks for watching. The BYU baseball season begins today in Las Vegas at Cashman Field. The Cougars matched up with St. Louis today at 4 Eastern for the first of a four-game series. It, name, name the former uh, former Utah basketball coach who coached at uh, St. Louis. Rick, Rick Majerus. What are they, the Billikens? Right? The offense. <laughs> the Billikens. Baseball season starts. It's great. Uh, and pitchers and catchers report for a lot of major league teams this week. Uh, BYU Gymnastics back at home in the Smithfield House tonight for an in-state meet with Utah State. You can watch it live on BYU TV starting at 9 Eastern time. Mr. Swiss Army Knife, Spencer Linton, on the call. Oh, thank you very much. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Winning is the bottom line. Winning. Ball comes into Chase Fisher. That'll do it. BYU escapes. They hang on and get a two-point win. A must-win for Dave Rose and the BYU Cougars. Roxy Bernstein on the call last night for ESPNU. And appropriate use of the verb escaped. BYU found a way to win at San Diego. This is a game that the Cougars lost last year by three points. For whatever reason... BYU doesn't play particularly well in that gym. And you contrast that with what they do against Santa Clara and traditionally against San Francisco. It's just weird. Different styles of play for San Diego, yeah. But they found a way to win, and that's what matters most. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. How would you best describe last night's BYU win over San Diego? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Franson Joshua, a hard-fought win. USD played great defense around the perimeter and down low. No team was going to score on that. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. BYU did something that they have never done last night since what? joining the West Coast Conference. That brings us to our Friday stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Pay BYU. Attention. BYU. Oh, you, you got it, brother. You, you take this one. Okay, I'll get it. Uh, BYU has back-to-back-to-back road wins for the first time in five years in West Coast Conference play. Let me explain, too. This is BYU has to play three in a row, not broken up by any home games. They've done this once a year the last five years. This is the first time in the five years where they won all three. First time. So what this means to me is that BYU is better prepared to go away from Provo and win even if you shoot poorly which BYU was outshot and out-rebounded last night from the field from three and on the boards, yet won the game. And whose fault is it that BYU shot poorly? BYU's. But on a night, you don't always shoot well. You just don't. Not every game is San Francisco and Santa Clara. Nick Emery's not going to score 30 every game. I'm sorry to break that to some fans. So BYU struggled, but it was able to find a way to win this. I'm just thinking of this now, but for all of you super statisticians that have some time, and it's a yeah. Friday, and you don't have a ton of work going on right now. Are you talking to me? Yes. You included. I want you to find me the last time BYU won a true road game when they were outshot and out-rebounded. True road game. It wasn't Gonzaga. Outshot and out-rebounded. The last time BYU did that. Oh, 1984. Send it in. Hashtag BYUSN. We got other stuff to talk about, so I don't have time to research it right now or for the next 53 minutes. You don't want to research it live on television (laughs) and radio? (laughs) That would be super engaging. Hey, wait a second. I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. 
So Gonzaga, which I just brought up, BYU outshot the Zags from the field. And then on the boards were uh, plus two. Okay, a road it's game. Ra- a true rare. road game. And BYU outshot and out-rebounded and still won. Here's the other thing, too. Sub-70. BYU's won. The Gonzaga game was sub-70. It was a one-point difference from this one, 69-68. R- rare is the sub-70, get-out-shot, out-boarded win. That's the point. Uh, BYU uh, grinded and, and found a way to win this game. Oh, why was it so close? Gonzaga and St. Mary's play these games. You realize that. It's not unique to BYU. The unique part for BYU is that they lose some of these games, right? St. Mary's won by two at Portland. It shouldn't be a two-point game there. Gonzaga almost lost to San Francisco at home. They came back and won that game. What did BYU do at San Francisco? Won by 85 points, I They believe. scored 114. So, again, when it, when it comes down to it, a win is a win is a win, whether it's by one or by 50 just winning is what matters most. You'll have weird games all year long. If, you, if there were like seven of these games or four, I would be concerned, but I'm not because it's the one. There is concern that BYU was going to lose, though, because they had lost three 200-plus RPI games already, two in conference. BYU finds a way against San Diego, 69-67. And I'm telling you what, since joining the West Coast Conference, going back to our stat of the day, BYU has played a stretch of at least three straight road games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Last year it was four. Again, they had, they had four again this year. This is the first time that they have won back-to-back-to-back to back to back with no home games in between that's, that's on wild. the road. Now remember, this team really struggled on the road, and they played some of the lesser opponents coming down the stretch. But to be able to take care of business... Uh, in the last three, and these aren't world beaters in San Francisco, Santa Clara, and San Diego, but the fact that BYU had not done it and now has done it, to me, means that BYU can go into Vegas and be better equipped to win three games in four days because that will be the challenge. BYU 6-6 six and six now in true road games this year, 9-7 and seven if you throw in neutral courts as well. So Weber State and Hawaii, right? A winning record there. BYU now has an opportunity. How much better do you all feel about BYU's chances to run the rest of the regular season because they won those three road games? That's an interesting question because you're coming off of a two-point win against a th- number 307 RPI. So you just won, yet you go, okay, does that mean – like, I expect BYU to blow out San Diego tomorrow. They will win by I, double figures. Double Hand, figures? Hands down. That will happen tomorrow. 17-plus. I'm oh, going, going, going 17-plus. I'm going 17-plus. Okay. Great. That, nothing goes wrong when you do that. <laughs> No, it doesn't, ever. <laughs> in Vegas, uh, BYU played a close one in Santa Clara, got a Portland team that uh, had upset, I believe, Pepperdine at the time, or, or St. Mary's, I can't remember. Um, and, then, and then BYU played Gonzaga. So the Cougars have three straight home games now. San Diego, next week Portland, and then the big one with Gonzaga. Then you go to Vegas. So the win the back six idea post-Pacific, totally within reach. Oh, Gonzaga, baby. obviously the big one there. But now you have San Diego and then a Portland team that you lost to on the road, but both at home. Give me those three magical letters, please. It's the Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. RPI, you all love it. BYU tied for 67th right now. That is down one from yesterday. And we thought maybe because they played the... 307th rated team in the RPI San Diego that it, it might drop even if they win. But hey. I, I, I love metrics where you win and then you go down in things. Yeah, that's what? cool. Sometimes that happens in rankings though. Yeah. I mean, it still happens. But the point is, oh. BYU won. They needed to win. They're still in position 
to be a top fifty RPI team. If it's a, there's a shot. Yeah. If they can they get, get to Tuesday to Tuesday night at the West Coast Conference Championships without a loss, we three have, home games and then down to Vegas. We have failed to mention a significant statistic. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh, what did we forget? BYU got its 20th win of the season. Mm. Why is 20 significant? That, that's, just a, that's just like a coaching uh, validation number. Dave Rose in every single season at BYU, all 11, 20 season, 20 wins. That's amazing. The consistency of BYU to win 20. Like, take a step back. BYU is 20 and 8. 20 and 8. They're a good team. Are they a great team? No. Are they a very good team? No. No, if you, they're a good team. If you just base BYU solely on what happens on game days on Twitter and social media, well, they'd be let's like, not do that. They'd be 8 and 20. <laughs> <laughs> if, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it feels like BYU is 500, right? No, they're 20 and 8. You look at the consistency of current coaches with 21 seasons and those streaks. I mean, that's an elite company. We're showing on a graphic on BYU TV. Listen to these names. Mike Krzyzewski, Bill Self, Mark Few, Thad Mata, Rick Patino, Roy Williams, Dave Rose. Keith Dabrit, who I'd never heard of till this moment at Akron, uh, LeBron James' favorite coach, and Steve Fisher. Wow. I mean, most of those guys are Hall of Famers. Will be Hall of Famers if they're not. Shashevsky, Self, Few. Duke, Kansas, Patino, Gonzaga, Ohio State, Louisville. Roy Williams. North Carolina. I mean, wow. That's good company. I thought it was appropriate when Tim Lacombe said earlier this week, BYU fans just kind of think that we roll out, out of bed, bed and win, win 25 games. And get to the NCAA tournament. Like, it's hard. BYU has been in the NCAA tournament in, uh, eight of the ten years. Um, and getting there is awesome. Winning in there is kind of the next step for BYU. Winning a conference title, that's the next step. How much better do you feel about BYU's chances to run the table and get to Tuesday night in the West Coast Conference Tournament because they've done something they've never done in WCC play. That's win back-to-back-to-back games on the road. It was by two last night. But- I don't feel any different about it, honestly. I don't. I, I still believe that BYU has that shot. B- BYU's capable of Pacific, Portland. They're capable of San Francisco, yes. Gonzaga, St. Mary's. All but that. what if I had told everybody before the fact? Is this a 30 for 30? What if I What if you? I had told everybody before, before it happened? that BYU had never won back-to-back-to-back road games. How many, how many of you would have said, yes, they can win the back six and go into Vegas not having lost in the back six? Yeah, I don't think the three in a row had anything to do with it. I think, mm-hmm. B- I think BYU believe, people believe that BYU can do it. They also believe they can lose Pacific and Portland because it's happened too consistently. <laughs> Pick a side. Conversation <laughs> happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. How would you best describe last night's BYU win over San Diego? Let's get a couple of tweets in. It's winter time. At Papa Dale, that was a gutsy, never-give-up win, and I'm proud of the team. There you go. I think the karma kicked in uh, for Nick Emery like late with Second those free half, throws. Second yeah. free throws, certainly. Couple he of was big better three than point plays. Yeah, That's the huge point. three point plays. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we bring back our dual threat analyst spectacular, Blaine Fowler on BYU Hoops and the quarterback situation in 2016. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right this very second on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation if you don't already. I think there are like 14,000 and change of you. We want more. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Men's Hoops returns home tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. They're playing USD again. So check it out tomorrow night on BYU TV. And that is the final uh, men's basketball broadcast at home for BYU TV because next week uh, ESPNU and ESPN2 come into town to do those two games. We'll do it big.
How would you best describe last night's BYU win at San Diego? At BYU Fanatic 11 says, like the old lady that spends $25 and 45 minutes on the pinball machine to barely win the bouncy ball. (laughs) At Nickel Mania or whatever. (laughs) That makes sense. But you still win, right? You still win something. Yeah, I think that that's funny, fair to a degree. But really, it's it's hard to win back-to-back-to-back road games in conference play, as we've seen. By the way, BYU never had to do that in Mountain West Conference play, at least under Dave Rose. They never played back-to-back-to-back road games in MWC play. That's interesting. I'm curious to know how many times Gonzaga has to do that. The scheduling in the West Coast Conference has been very, very... Uh, unfavorable towards BYU. So that's something to think about. Yeah, just got to go out there and win. BYU did create a bit of a situation themselves, though, by scheduling a tournament which conflicted with the West Coast Conference. So they were asking for it a little bit, like something weird. What about the previous four years, though? They didn't have that the four years before. I don't worry about the four years before. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is one of our good friends, dual threat analyst for football and basketball on BYU TV, Blaine Fowler. Blaine, there is a lot to talk about. Are you ready to go, man? Yeah, I miss you guys. I feel like I haven't seen you forever because we were on the road last week with the team, and I didn't see you. So at least this Saturday I'll get to see you both at the game, right? Tomorrow night we all get together, right? Party, yeah. Married. I, can, I, can, I can only go, if I go like 10 days without seeing my boys, I get a little bit of separation anxiety. So I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the only one, so we appreciate that. We'll take care of that tomorrow. All right, Blaine, uh, I know we were just talking about basketball and BYU's road scheduling and whatnot. We'll get to that in a minute. We need to go to the position that you understand the best, the position that you played at BYU, quarterback. Taysom Hill decides to stay at BYU for the 2016 season. What do you think about that now that 72 hours or so have passed since that news came out? I think it's great. I think that that's what he should do. I think it's good for him. I think it's good for the program. It's so funny. So we were over and doing the road trip at San Francisco and Santa Clara, and on Sunday, Brenda and I, we, we went and, and to over to visit Steve and Barb Young over at their house um, in Palo Alto. And Steve and I stood out by our car before we head to the airport for 30 minutes. This is before Taysom announced it. And we just talked about Taysom, Tanner, what they should do. And, you know, I really value Steve's opinion, obviously. And Steve's like, he just needs to come back, stay healthy for a season, play football, show what he can do, and be a higher draft pick next year. That's what he needs to do. And this is before Taysom announced that that's what he was going to do. And, I, and I've agreed with that all along, and I, and I think that that's what we're going to see happen. When Him coming back, what, if, what effect do you think that has immediately on BYU's team uh, as they get into spring ball, even if he's not healthy enough to participate fully? But he's a fantastic leader, and, and the team trusts that he's such a playmaker that, that it really lifts, uh, you know, kind of their focus, their energy level, all that. And even though he can't be out running around, he could be in the weight room lifting weights. He can be there in meetings. He can be learning what they're learning. And, and now the nice part is they also trust Tanner. So, so now you've got two guys that are both very serious workaholics that can set the tone for this offense and really for this team. Uh, that's never a bad thing. Uh, that, that conversation I had with Steve, he was talking to me about when he went to San Francisco and he went thinking that Joe Montana was injured and wasn't going to play anymore. Ha! He goes, that was not true. Um, but, but, but Bill Walsh sat, he and Joe, down in the same room and said, hey, listen, you're both great players. 
Joe is obviously the starter because he has more experience. But you're both great players. You both have chances. You know, you're both Pro Bowl caliber guys. You're both great players. And I'm going to need you both. This season in the NFL, just like it is in college, the chance of playing with one guy at quarterback without him getting hurt all season long, it just there's just so many injuries. You've got to have two guys. So I'm going to need you both. So with that said, you guys have to figure out how to deal with it. I'm not dealing with it. You two figure out how your relationship is going to be. And then he walked out of the room. And, uh, and I, I was like, wow, so what did you do? And he says, well, we figured it out. And everybody thought it was awkward, but it wasn't as awkward as everybody thinks it was for Steve and Joe. That's the situation we have with these two. We have two great quarterbacks now, both with NFL potential. I can't think of a bad thing about that in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a great situation for BYU. Ty Detmer said the same thing yesterday when I brought up the fact that a lot of fans, and probably myself included at one point, saying, well, it's a good problem to have two good quarterbacks on the same roster. And he looked right at me and he said, why is it a problem? And fans got a kick out of that. I, and he has a point. Why, why would it be a bad thing to have both of them? It's not a problem. It's only a problem if you have, uh, if one of those guys has the mentality that, hey, I should have an entitlement and I should be the man and nobody should be able to challenge me for it. Now, the good news is Ty comes from an NFL mentality. You know, he played behind, heck, Ty backed up Brett Favre. Ty backed up uh, Donovan McNabb and started, too, in the league. Backed up Michael Vick. He backed up Steve Young. So he's been in a situation where he's had to go compete every day, um, and nobody handed any of those guys. In the NFL, if, you play, if you're the best guy, you play that, that Sunday. Um, so he brings that mentality, and tough players bring that mentality. They expect to be challenged. I believe, just as, as and, you know, knowing Tanner, knowing Taysom, but they're cool with that. And, and if, if you've got two quarterbacks that are cool with competition and helping each other get getter, better and push each other, wow, now it's nothing but good. If they're petty and they feel like they have an entitlement and they try to divide the team and rally certain groups of guys around them, then it can be detrimental. But I know both of these guys. That's not who they are. That's not what's going to happen at BYU. And so if that's not going to happen, then you don't have – like we can't even call it a problem, not even a good problem. It's not a problem. Yeah, it's not heaps, uh, Nelson, at all 2010. Nope, and, and not at all. Here's, here's an idea that we have right now, Blaine. We have no idea. Everything okay there, brother? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just fell. No, it's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Wait, did you hear, no, I didn't, I didn't fall. I just, did you feel the sensation that you were flying? Because my phone fell out of my hand. Did you feel that sensation? Because <laughs> you guys... For just a second there, you were airborne, but I want you to Woo! know I wish you guys had a camera on me. Did you catch it? I caught it before it hit the ground. Oh, that's an elite That's an elite backup quarterback right yeah, there. Yeah, he was a quarterback, but he couldn't sure, play receiver. I wasn't sure if I still had skills, but that just proved to myself. That just raised my own self-confidence right there. Come play on our intramural team, Blaine. <laughs> hey, you uh, know what? We're moving to Provo next I know. month. I might come play with you guys. Hey, we have this idea. We don't know if Taysom Hill is going to be healthy in time. We don't know to what degree he will be healthy. We're thinking that Tanner Mangum is the starting quarterback until Taysom Hill actually challenges Tanner. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, no, I think that that's the way it has to be because Tanner's going to be the guy that's going to take all the reps in spring ball. Well, not all because they're going to have to spread those out. They need more than just two. You know, they need to be developing folks too. So, so Coy's – I like – Ty calls him Little Coy. So Little Coy – I don't know if Coy wants us to call him Coyito. Little Coy. Yeah, but Little Coy – um, need to get, is going to get some reps. Hodge is going to need to get some reps. But Tanner is going to have to be the leader in the huddle and on the field um, in, in spring ball. But Taysom's going to have a presence there. Taysom's going to have to come back 
prove he's 100% healthy, prove that he can execute the offense physically, not just mentally, um, before he takes that job from Tanner. But I think going into fall camp, you know, maybe you go in there with Tanner taking the number one reps, or you split reps, and you see in, who fall, in fall camp who's the best guy. So you give, them, you give them a week and a half maybe in fall camp to determine who your starter is going to be. But, but I think Tanner has um, you know, an opportunity here to really develop over spring and through the summer because he's going to get a lot of reps without Taysom being there. Okay, Blaine, one final football question before we make the transition to basketball, and that is this. If, best-case scenario, BYU has a healthy Taysom Hill in fall camp, will he be the starter on September 3rd? So if, if Taysom is the guy he was going into the Nebraska game, it would, off, it would be awfully hard for him not to be the guy because Tanner is a great player with NFL potential. Um, that, that was a, you know, he, I'm not saying he's a young guy because he went and served a mission and he came back. So he, young is a mistermed. term. I, I don't know if that's the right word. But, um, but his experience level, even though he played a whole season, um, isn't that of Taysom's. Taysom, at halftime of that Nebraska game, I'm watching him, I'm going, this is a first-round draft pick. Like, this is an NFL-ready guy right now. And my conversation with Steve Young, he agreed with that. If Taysom's that guy, how does he not start? Yeah. But we, so, so we don't know if he's that guy. We don't know it until he comes back from that injury, he's in the huddle, he's dropping back, he's making reads, and he's throwing balls. So, so I, I can't really answer it until I watch him for at least, at least 10 days in practice. Then you can ask me, and I'll, and I'll give you an opinion. And we have almost 200 days to uh, talk about that. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, men's hoops last night. Our Twitter question today: How would you describe last night's BYU win over San Diego? What do you think, Blaine? Uh, it's you know what? Any win on the road is a good win. Um, and BYU's in a situation now where where they need to build momentum into the tournament so that they can win that tournament. And and I'm not sure that was a momentum builder. That was almost like oh, it's a relief. We got out of there. We didn't shoot it well again, and we got out of there. So. I would say it was it was just kind of a uh, okay. Let's get back home and play better. Win. Um, they did show that they can win, and not have their wings make shots, which is important. You know, they did that at Gonzaga. We we haven't seen that consistently all year, but I like that they didn't settle for threes. They actually attacked the basket and got to the free throw line. So that was a good thing. So that's something good you can take out of it. But as far as do you take momentum out of that? I think you you get out of there and go, okay, we're really fortunate to get out of there, made free throws, which was big down the stretch, um, and and get a win. Now you've got to build more momentum in these last three regular season games to go into the tournament on a high. Because of scheduling, BYU in every one of their West Coast Conference seasons, and this is season number five, have had a stretch where they've played at least three road games back-to-back-to-back. They've never won three in a row until last night, Blaine. So with the Cougars... Beating, yeah, three subpar teams, but still all on the road for the first time, back to back to back. Does that not create some sort of mojo heading for, giving them something coming back to Provo as they they wind down the regular season? Oh, yeah, you know what? And I think that, that Dave's going to talk to them about that because they're going to come away from. If you're a player, you come away from that game, you go, "Man, we should have dominated these guys, and we didn't. What happened?" So then it's on the staff, and Dave Rose, he's, he's been doing this so long, and he's so good. He'll spin it for him, and he'll say, listen, let's take a look at what we just did. Two of those teams are dr- dramatic opposites. So you went on the road, and you played in San Francisco against a team 
that wants to run the ball up and down the floor and would like to have a game in the 90s. And you played in that style of play and got away with a win. Then you go into San Diego two games later. you got Santa Clara in the middle that just doesn't match physically. So that was an easy one. But then you go to San Diego, and they're going to slow the tempo down, control the tempo at home, and you had to play a completely different style, and you won there too. That is a very, very positive thing because you get in the tournament, you're going to play three games, and it may be three contrast styles, and you've got to be good. So, yeah, he can spin that into a positive and talk to the guys about that and make them feel better about what I know they're not feeling good about, and that is the way they played in that game. They cannot feel good about that as a player, but, but Dave can make them feel good about it. You can watch Blaine Fowler on BYU TV tomorrow night as BYU comes home for the first of three home games to round out the regular season. Nine Eastern against San Diego. Again, with Dave McCann on the call, Blaine Fowler joining him on BYU TV. Blaine, despite being airborne, no beep interview. Yeah. Well, but, but you, so no beep. No a beautiful, a beautiful rush of wind and a feeling of freedom and flight. <laughs> Blaine, great All to right, have you, man. Thanks for the time. Talk to you guys Saturday. Bye-bye. Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. No beeps, man. Blaine's making gains in the offseason. Is he still, un- Fisher would is say. BYU still undefeated when Blaine has a no-beep interview? Can we get the research team on that, please? We have a crack. Yeah. Research team on that. Up next, Lexi Rydalch joins us on set. Welcome back, sports friends, on a Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight on BYU TV, 9 Eastern Time, gymnastics takes on Utah State. Check it out on BYU TV. Spencer Linton on the call. What should we do next, Jerem? How about refresh some BYUSN headlines? Starting with this, men's basketball survived. Those are the words of Roxy Bernstein on ESPN. San Diego, 69-67, led by Kyle Collinsworth, 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists. He was on triple-double watch again. The Cougars host San Diego tomorrow at 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. The ladies beat San Diego last night to win the West Coast Conference outright championship, 68-60, led by Lexi Rydalch's 33 points. Kalani Purcell had 13 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists. We will talk to Lexi Rydalch in approximately 17.7 seconds. The BYU baseball season begins today in Las Vegas at Cashman Field. The Cougars matched up with St. Louis today at 4 Eastern, For the first of a four-game series, good luck to Mike Littlewood and his crew as they open a new baseball season. Was it 17.7 seconds or nine? I don't know. Who cares? Okay. Lexi Rideout's joining us in Studio B, the all-time leading scorer in West Coast Conference women's basketball history. (laughs) And now a champion. We should have had you bring in the trophy. (laughs) That would have been cool. Why didn't we think of that? Hey, Dan hey, Nielsen or, or Jeff Judkins, come if you're from the Marion Center yeah. right now. Call run over with the trophy. trophy. Dead serious. Come over right now. I'm we'll let kidding. you in. You win in your final season, a season that because of your ACL tear you were involved in. Like you, you wouldn't have been. You didn't think you were going to be here when you first started at BYU, but you are. On senior night against the second place team, San Diego, you wrap up the first ever regular season title. What does all of that mean to you? That's quite the headline you just listed off. I know, and I, right? I think that's what it means. I mean, it just all came together at the right moment that we could have that special night last night, you know, being number two and kind of uh, getting back at them for beating us on their home court, you know. Yeah, the last team to beat you was San Diego. Exactly. And and then we had that streak after that, and we kept it going. And, and it means a lot to defend our home court, obviously, and – 
So just a lot of little pieces that make it really special. Emotionally, what has it been like as you guys got at least a share of the title, but you wanted the outright, and then you finally get relieving or exhilarating? How would you describe that? Uh, definitely exhilarating more than relieving, um, just because we had it in our hands the whole time, and we really just wanted to keep going. And And I think it's easy for teams to settle for, for things like the, the co-champs or whatever, but We've been in this league for five years now, and we've wanted it for a long time. And it seems like Gonzaga has always been at that top. And uh, this year was the year to do it, and we really just seized that moment. 11 straight years for Gonzaga in the regular season. That's nuts. Until last night. BYU breaks that streak. Lexi Rideout's joining us in Studio B. This is a team, speaking of BYU, that was the five seed last year going into Las Vegas. Now the overwhelming number one seed. What has been the biggest difference between last year's team, which won three in Vegas and got to the NCAA tournament, compared to this year? Uh, I think we're battle-tested this year. We had such a tough preseason, and you don't realize what that does for your team. Um, Just because you're going against these tough teams that are ranked, that have these great histories, and it's easy to fold when you go against them. And we had our losses in the preseason. Um, but then we, we could make a choice after that. We could either keep being pushed around in the preseason or we could come together and toughen up and figure out our roles on the team and and make things happen. And I think that's exactly what we did. And so when you come to games in San Francisco where our back's against the wall and, and things aren't going right, then we can draw on that confidence and... Uh, know that we're battle-tested and we can push through those times and get those big wins. Let's talk about San Francisco for a second and the uh, game winner. Not a buzzer beater quite, but... Right. Okay, what, what was what was the best part about that whole experience for you? <laughs> um, seeing it on SportsCenter, definitely. Yeah. You can't beat that. And, <laughs> and it was just the whole package. I mean, we watched it as a family after and we were just laughing and we're like, why is this so funny? Like, it's just so... You can't help but laugh. And we, we realized it's the whole package. I mean, you have Spencer doing the great call, and it's on Sports Center, and you can see all of the Cougar fans' reactions and the bench. and, and The almost technical. Right, right. Everybody oh, flooding back, the court. <laughs> so it's just a great, a great clip. Did you shoot the ball too early? <laughs> you know, people have been saying that, but I say, do you want to win? It went in! Come on! Exactly, exactly. Not it a, went in. Is I, there a problem with making a shot to take the lead with one second? Yeah, right. Ty, right. 40 feet Ty away. Denver doesn't think so, yeah, based <laughs> on yesterday's comment. I love the back angle during, because it shows you shooting it, and you kind of like just getting this pose down low. Like, like you, had, yeah, you had gone down before the ball went like in. Like a defensive stance, like, uh-huh, it's got a chance. It's and going then it went in. in. When did you know it was going in? As soon as it left my hand. I was just on balance. I had good touch on it. And so that was me crouching down. Man, that feels good. And it was nice to see that go in. <laughs> Lexi Rydalch with us in Studio B. I think I called you at one point earlier today, Lexi Eaton. I apologize it's for been, that. All, it's all year. It is, it's a battle. It's a constant battle to go. When you get married, it's yeah. really hard on the broadcast. So, sorry to Bay. You know, sorry. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor's in studio. <laughs> Even though we've gone after him time and time again, you came to, we appreciate him being in studio with us. <laughs> Okay, next week, and you said, I heard from last, through, through the Vine, that mm-hmm. last night you said to your team, we're not done yet. Right. What else is left to accomplish? Definitely, we want to beat Gonzaga on their home court. That would be the best way to end this season, this regular season. Mm-hmm. I, we've never won up there. 
and it's a tough place to play and I think they've sold out the crowd already and um, just a fun environment and then of course beat Portland and just go into the Vegas tournament with a lot of confidence. So you, you win the regular season, you've got Gonzaga, and, and then I think seeding is at play at this point now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one projection, and there's not a lot of projections out there, but seven seed right now. Mm-hmm. Would that be something you'd be okay with at this point if you were a seven seed in the tournament? I mean, that's higher than we've ever gotten before, so definitely we'll take it. Um, but as we know, the seeding in the NCAA tournament, anything can happen on any given and night. And UConn would probably be in, like, round two or something. Right. That, that's, it seems pro- like you guys match up with, like, the toughest team. Right, yeah. And so regardless of the seed, I mean, it's great to get a higher seed. It puts you in a good position and everything. But we know that we need to bring our best game regardless. BYU had never won at St. Mary's, speaking of the women's team, mm-hmm. until this year. Yeah. That happened, and in convincing fashion. Why not go win at Gonzaga and maybe just maybe bump up that seed line to a six, potentially to a five? I mean, is, is that fathomable in your mind and the team's mind that, man, we could be a five or a six seed if we keep winning? Definitely. I think we, we're that team that we want to keep pushing to get better, keep climbing that ladder. And, I mean, our goal is to make as much noise as possible, get BYU's name out there and spread the gospel even. And that's, our, that's the big picture in what we're doing. How long are you guys going to wear those pink shoes? Because those are on point. I got to get so? me. A, I got to get me a pair somehow. <laughs> we love those pink shoes. I mean, obviously for breast cancer awareness and everything, but girls love pink. You can't. You can't help it. <laughs> it was legit. <laughs> yeah. Did, thanks. When did you guys decide to wear those last night too? Because I think it's three games in a row, right? Three games. Yeah. Uh, they're just really comfy, and uh, the team likes them. So we're. I think we might wear them the rest of the way. Mm. You're going to take them on the road. We might do it. Who makes these decisions, by the way? Uh, captains. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have a little bit of pull, and then uh, the coaches okay it. So. Okay. Melinda's kind of the fashion police. So. Oh, I know, oh, because okay. I didn't have <laughs> yeah. pink on on Thursday night during the San Francisco game, and she's like, you better wear pink on Saturday. Did she really? I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's her. She's, also the technical. Yeah, queen. she's the technical well. queen, too. <laughs> From the bench. That's her. <laughs> Lexi, congratulations again on uh, the first ever regular season WCC championship by either the men or women at BYU since joining. Very cool. And uh, you've already signed the flag, so that's good. But we, mm-hmm. we still need to give you some karma for the final road trip before oh, Vegas. Yes. Fresh off of 33. <laughs> karma. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Always in the Northwest. appreciate it. You had 37 and 38 after you came on the show last time. That's right. I didn't realize uh, that. How about that? So we can go up from 33. That's true. We can <laughs> yep. go up. We can yep. go up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lexi, thanks for the time. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your opinions about the men's team and what you thought about their win against San Diego when they survived 69-67. How would you describe that victory? What kind of mojo did the men take coming home for the final three? You're going to get Voodoo Donuts in Portland next week? You guys do that? Yeah, we do. Voodoo. And then Spokane, there's not, there's not a lot to do. Keep there. it weird. Pink shoes, Voodoo Donuts, all right. <laughs> That's Might good well. to me, man. Okay. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live on a Friday from the studio, Bizzle. Remember, if you miss an episode of the show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern sharp. You're literally the only one in the history of this place called Studio Bizzle. I love it. Men's hoops against UCSD tomorrow. Nope, just getting USD. That's a different school. Uh, 9 Eastern time tomorrow night on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The men's volleyball team plays UCSD. 
USD is the West Coast Conference team, who also has football, by the way. They're FCS. I have a dream that we will have Snoop Dogg on this show at one point. Are you nuts? And I will ask him at that point yeah. if he approves of me calling Studio B the Studio Bizzle. If we have Snoop Dogg on, I'll think about what I'll do. <laughs> We ain't never having Snoop Dogg on. We need to think of a reason that we can have Snoop Dogg on BYU Sports Nation. Snoop Dogg now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Just to have him on the show. Are you kidding me? I know. I know. Didn't somebody tweet out a picture with him with missionaries at one point? With the Book of Mormon? Yeah. Maybe that's that's a reason to have him on the show. Pink once said, just give me a reason. (laughs) The studio bizzle. Oh man, that would that would be fantastic. Let's get Lil Wayne while we're at it. Okay, we we didn't mention the twenty win mark for Dave Rose until the latter part of our opening segment. So we almost forgot it, but we didn't forget it. And we have almost overlooked another very important statistic, Jerem. On his way to BYU basketball immortality, Nate Austin is chasing Russell Larson on BYU Sports Nation. Wait for it. Boom! Hey, Nate Austin is three fouls away from passing Russell Larson for BYU's all-time leading fouls, which means it could happen tomorrow. Nate saved himself to do it at home so that this home crowd could acknowledge the honor. And if you remember a couple weeks ago, Russell Larson came on the show, already gave his congratulatory speech. We have that ready to go as soon as it happens. We're hoping they play it in the Merritt Center. I highly doubt they will. Nate Austin. I want him to stop the game and play the Russell Larson Already clip. holds the record for most <laughs> games played in as a BYU basketballer. There you go. So that's awesome. Yep. And he's been one of the greatest offensive rebounders in the history of BYU basketball. And he he's number two. Produced, he produced maybe the best highlight of the season thus far. Oh, it blocking is. Blocking the shot at Gonzaga to seal that game. Number one highlight. Number one play. Woo! Yeah. Play of so his yeah, career. There's that for Nate. Might as well throw in the all-time fouls record, too. I mean, Brett Favre had the all-time interceptions record, right? Yeah, does. Does, still. W- with touchdowns. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, Peyton Manning Danny, passed Danny each had right? points and fouls yeah. at one point. Good <laughs> both. Speaking of threes, we're exactly three days removed from Taysom Hill announcing that he will stay at BYU for his final football season. And we're one day closer to the Valley of the Sun. Oh, come on. Countdown to the Wildcats. 197. You're not as excited about it as you were for 200 and 199 even, and even 198. Again, is this going into depression mode? Yeah, it's February, man. It's gloomy out there. I need some sunshine. <laughs> I need to be sub 100 days. I need to be 50 days. Actually, isn't it kind of to sunny today in Provo, Utah? It's like 38 degrees. <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> we need to go to Vegas in a week and a half. Okay. Why did I just yell? I have no idea. We need to add some energy to this Friday show after the count. After Jaron brought it down with his lack of excitement for the countdown to Arizona. That's my role. Wildcats. Come on, that's my role. (laughs) Bring the excitement level down. Calm down. No, let's let's crank it up, man. We've got some. Okay, let's go. We've got some breaking news from the BYU Sports Nation newsroom. What do you have for 
Morris from the BYU Sports Nation newsroom. Well, a quick update for you for Cougars in the PGA and for softball. First in softball in the third inning, BYU holds a 4-0 lead over Grand Canyon yeah. University at the DeMarini Classic in Las Vegas. Mackenzie St. Clair got the score, scoring started with two runs in a, off a single in the second inning. Libby Sugg followed that up with a two-run homer. Cougars in the PGA at the Northern Trust Open. Daniel Summerhays, one over through five holes. Zach Blair tees off later this afternoon. Back to studio. There we oh, go. I, you never know if it's back to us or back to them. You know, you need that little phrase in there. Back to you. Doesn't that sound back so official with the, with the music, though? It just sounds like, yeah. oh, yeah, we're yeah. big time. That this definitely is legit. That definitely was a breaking. Let's not confuse anybody. But uh, rare, rare are the events that go on during our show in the morning. It's it's ten uh, fifty. If Ron Burgundy can call Panda Watch. Breaking Panda news. Okay, if they can treat that like breaking well, news. Are we treating can, this like Anchorman now? What? Sometimes, San Diego Zoo? sometimes we quoted enough that yeah, I can probably get the away with that. Pandas aren't doing anything. Panda jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. How would you best describe last night's BYU basketball win over San Diego? At Dean McCune says it was a gutsy performance in the second half. Nice to see the guys fight through poor shooting and hold on for a win. I still haven't seen the answer to my question early in the show. What? When was the last time BYU was outshot? And out rebounded, and still won a game on the road. Maybe our statisticians That's are still a looking. Lot, man, like, are you going to pay someone? Like, no, I'm do not going to pay somebody. Do they get internship they credit? Get, like, what's in it for them? A shout out on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, that's. Do they get a wristband? Or yeah. Something? Like, yes. Do yes. they get some blue goggles? What do I, they get? Absolutely, blue goggles and, and a BYU Sports Nation wristband, and, and an autographed headshot and from some Spencer. BYU Linton. football air fresheners. Oh, we do. We do. Have so the person that that finds out the last time BYU was outshot and outrebounded in a true road game and won. You got to prove it. You can't just throw some random tweet at us either. It was nineteen seventy seven. Make it happen. Make Cr- it happen. Crashmere chose it in seventy two. At <laughs> why? Why is it that guy? Crashmere chose it in seventy two. I don't know because that guy knows the stats. <laughs> Whoever that guy is at Crazy Cook Fanatics Twitter response. I'd rather win ugly. Then lose pretty. Amen and amen. This is the kind of game pretty, we've lost earlier in the season. Hashtag peaking at right time. Yeah, I did. last week was definitely peaking in terms of just performance, efficiency, all of that. Last night, BYU was not efficient at all, but won the game, and that's where you, you put your hat on. Just find a way to win, man. Back-to-back-to-back road games for the first time in WCC play. Who cares if it's by two points against RPI 307 San Diego? Just win. <laughs> the Cougar Whip Round hits next. I love winning, man. It's my favorite game. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around men's basketball. BYU beat San Diego 69 67 last night, led by Kyle Collinsworth's 25 points. The Cougars got their 20th win of the season, 11 straight seasons, all under Dave Rose with 20 plus wins. They play San Diego again tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, on BYU TV. Women's basketball. Lexi Eton Rydalch and company were able to secure BYU's first West Coast Conference regular season championship outright. Last night with a 68-60 win over San Diego, the team will have a bye this weekend and play Portland and Gonzaga next week. 
Volleyball. Number two, BYU travels to Riverside, California. They take on 15th ranked Cal Baptist today and tomorrow. Both start at 10 Eastern time. Swimming and diving. Cal Baptist is ranked 15th. Yeah. Anyway, BYU continues <laughs> a strong showing at the MPSF Championships in Los Angeles. Our guy Jake Taylor and Peyton Sorensen both broke school records yesterday. Taylor winning the 200 individual medley and Sorensen taking the 50 free. Baseball. Coach Littlewood and the Cougars begin the season today. A four-game stand with uh, St. Louis in Las Vegas starting at 4 Eastern today. Unfortunately, no broadcast for those. Gymnastics. The ladies of Brigham Young University host Utah State tonight. A matchup of in-state foes and from the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship. You can watch it live on 9 Eastern BYU TV. Jimmer! Burnett and the Westchester Knicks play tonight, 7 Eastern against the Iowa Energy. Didn't they just play them? Tennis. The men's team playing at Utah at 4 Eastern. They in skirt. Beat the Utes. Well, heck no. Hashtag Golf. safety first. Golf again after day two of the John Burns Intercollegiate. BYU is currently 12th at 17 over. Cougar golfer Patrick Fishburne currently tied for 32nd at 3 over. The final round of the tournament begins today. Rugby. Yeah, back-to-back-to-back-to-back national champion, BYU, playing at St. Mary's tomorrow at 4 Eastern in Moraga. Beat the Gales. Oh, by the way, women's tennis also in action at Texas Tech and against William & Mary on Saturday. Good luck to all of the BYU teams. What's going on? Would you, how would you best describe last night's BYU win over San Diego? Let's get to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Bengal Runner 10, sloppy win, but a win nonetheless. Any momentum going into the West Coast Conference tournament is needed. Absolutely. You know who has a ton of momentum? The person or team that deserves our rise and shout today brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. BYU women's basketball outright WCC champions. Very nice. First between the men and the women in 10 possible chances. Five years time, both both teams. So How awesome. cool was it to see them hold up that sign and that trophy? I mean, there are still... They, they've won the tournament twice, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the men have yet to win the tournament. Maybe this is the year for the men. Our elite tweet of the day from at Vaughn Emmett. The men reached deep into the karma and found a way to win. Now they need a refill for Saturday. It's on you guys now. It's on us? Like us, uh-huh. personally? Wow. Okay, we'll make it happen. 17 the karma. Team has the karma. 17 plus. Download the podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Brent Applegate.